Yo, what's good with you? It's Nia Queen and my guy. Chef Beans. <laughs> I'm happy to be back because we had a great last episode. Yeah, it was pretty great. People was texting my phone, calling me all hours of the night. Like, yo, I literally couldn't sleep. Like, no, I'm joking. Nobody <laughs> called me in the middle I'm of the like, night. But, they couldn't sleep because of what? <laughs> now, it was juicy. Sir, there's something that you said in the past episode that turned a lot of heads, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. And apparently that's a lot more common than we think. Right, right. And a lot of the feedback that I got was, wow, Nia, you're so brave. You're telling your story. Wow. I'm so happy that you, you know, are able to get through this. And it was it was kind of difficult filming that episode. I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie. Like, that day, I felt super drained. Like, I slept the rest of the day after we recorded that day. Because I was you, just like, Did you Whew. feel like uh, a weight was lifted up off of you in any capacity? Yeah. I definitely did. I definitely did. Because I had been holding that story in for three years, almost. And it's just a big part of my life and how I changed. So I just felt like, you know, I, it, it needed to be shared. It needed to be shared. So let me ask you this. So I'm sure you've gotten a bunch of people saying you're so brave, X, Y, and Z. Did you get any opposite responses, like the possible word then? Did you get like, oh, oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Um, on our Instagram, some people left some comments that weren't quite nice. And what you do? Swipe delete? No, I didn't delete them. I didn't delete them. I was just like, I encourage you to listen to the full episode. And she was like, no, this is tasteless clickbait. I'm not paying attention to it. I was like, cool. Well, I think cool. your mom is tasteless. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you know what I was thinking about was how we were talking about celebrities like clapping back at people and like, why would you do that? And I almost like started typing. Yeah. And, and I was like, I hear Chef Beans talk about, you don't know their situation. Yo, I mean, you you literally you literally don't. But at the end of the day, I'm not above responding back to something. I know that much. Like, mm. you're not just about to just say whatever. Not everything, but some things is kind of like, you tried it, and here's the response to you trying it. So, right. nonetheless, it was a good episode. Yeah, great episode. What you been up to this week? How you been? Uh, overwhelmed, but good overwhelmed because, you know, um, prepping and planning for the screening chapter four in um Hollywood, which is going to be on November 27th. But I also was able to lock in a spot in Philly because I'm about to go to the East Coast in December. Okay. So I'm going to do Transparency Chapter 4 screening in Philadelphia Look at, at the you. University of Arts. The University of what? University of Arts in Philly. Oh, wow. Look at you. Big dog. Go on. <laughs> so coast to coast. So okay. the reason why I said I'm overwhelmed is because... I'm like planning and selling tickets for an event out here, but also about to start planning and selling tickets for a separate location at the same time. So it's like trying to not confuse people with where to buy tickets from and mm -hmm. also trying to plan and do things out on the East Coast when this event out here didn't happen yet. Right. Also got a bunch of merch dropping these sets. A bunch of, this is so many things right now. So. That's where the overwhelmness comes from. At the end of the day, it's like not bad problems. There's people out here good, trying good to problems. Find, to yeah, have. trying to find bell bondsmen's freaking. <laughs> it's a lot. It's people who really got problems. Like my problems aren't like that. I'm okay. So my overwhelmed, but like gratefully overwhelmed. How's everything been with you? You know, this week had me burnt out. At work. Okay. You know, I got cussed out. By who? By a parent. 
you know, parents get mad at me for doing my job. Uh, that was a lot. Uh, the kids, they just going through it. I think it's something, is it the seasonal seasonal depression or something? The kids right around break time because they, they don't break, they just start. They start cutting up. They it's not just up. kids. I think something most energetically people, is going adults on. Adults too. It's like I feel like every time I go outside, it feels very intense. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm no therapist or in LCSW or none of that. But <laughs> I've worked in education before, and I know when it comes to like holidays coming up, some of us are looking forward to Thanksgiving and Friendsgiving, where some kids don't might not go home to that same. Warm embrace. Right, right. Christmas right, right. might be coming up where you see a bunch of kids getting toys and things and that love on TV, but in reality, that might not be some of the students' situation. Mm-hmm. So that could cause some type of imbalance internally. But I don't know. Like I said, I'm just kind of shooting it, but that's right. what I can guess. No, that 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 makes sense. That makes sense because just crisis after crisis after crisis every day at work, and I'm just like, okay, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. You know, trying to put out fires, but other than that, you know, the the weekend's going good. It's been a great, great weekend. What's, my, what? my little brother back in town. Hey. He just turned twenty three. You know, hey. shout out to him. He doing it big. He's a civil engineer. That's lit. Yeah, that's that's the little bro. Watch the um, DM. They about to DM you crazy civil. De- Yo, bro. <laughs> Telling. There's a lot. Of- he 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 got a girl. He got a girl. He taking me to no 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 DMs no DMs. <laughs> Uh, but I want to introduce y'all to somebody real quick. Bow, 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 we, bow. we got a new member of the team. Bow, bow. And her name is Kayla. And she's Aww, amazing. Produce, so producer vibes. Yes, producer Kayla. Um, It's wonderful to work with you guys. And this show is really like that. I just be sitting back, jaw dropped. I know y'all heard me like gasping and reacting in the background <laughs> last week. But girl, yeah, what's good with you? I'm happy yeah, to be a Ka- part of it. Kayla's going to... Help us take this to another level. And I, 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 you know, she's just so, her energy is infectious. So it just Thank puts you, me, honey. you know, in a good mood. So, yeah, I'm happy to have her on the team with us. Uh, let's get into some topics. All okay. Right. So this week, n- there's a North Carolina girl yes. uh, that was found dead in Mexico to apparent alcohol poisoning, but Stories are coming out now that they that might not be the case. Right. And apparently she went on vacation with a group of her friends. Quotation mark. Friends. friends. But they beat her up and then tried to lie and said she died of alcohol poisoning. I, I mean, th- this story has so many layers, but the first one I want to talk about is like. Shanquello Robinson. I believe that's how you pronounce her first name. Yes. Um, Friends, like. Dang, like, can you trust anybody now? Like, <sighs> so I've been really trying to like take my time and process this situation mm-hmm. in uh very not necessarily neutral, but I've just been looking at it from a lot of different angles. On one end, you could look at it from like the protection of womanhood or protection of like black women. Why did it take this long? People have said if there was a right. white woman, they would have already. That's one angle. But then you just gotta kind of look at the friendship aspect of it. Right. So it's like, we, we can talk about that. That's one approach. But also, what about the people who communicated one thing, but reports came out and expressed something differently? And it, it's just very problematic and heartbreaking because right. you anyone can fall victim to manipulation. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And what I mean by manipulation, sometimes people put on a disguise or a mask and act like they're something that they're actually not. I went down a little rabbit hole with Shaquella Robinson, saw that she was an entrepreneur, saw that she had a lot of things going, like she was very independent. Mm-hmm. And yes, success can sometimes ignite envy in other people if they're not on the same quote-unquote level or whatever they deem as you. And sometimes it doesn't come out until something is easily like tipped off. So I know more details will reveal themselves. A right. lot of people have been highlighting Kyrie donated 65000 which is fine. It's great, but that's not the topic of discussion. Right. I see a bunch of platforms posting to Kyrie, but that, that's cool and all, but I think even Kyrie is like, yo, please don't make this about me. Right. There's an ongoing investigation going on right now. People just lost their daughter, their sister, their friend, their business, a bunch of different things, and it's just... It's just heartbreaking, yo, especially with the video footage coming out. It's like, that's what makes it worse. Right. And these people are her friends, and they called her mom telling her that she passed away of alcohol poisoning. Like, so you know, you were there when my child was getting beat up. And you're going to call me and lie and say that she died of alcohol poisoning. Like, it's just, it's different types of snakes out here. Left, left her in Mexico, and I, I read something that said her best friend went to her mom's house and stayed there for a couple of days. Like, really trying no. to paint the, no, like, I read that recently. So, it it's, I even read something today that said there was another video footage from, like, another angle with her in, like, you know, like, caution one if you want to skip through this because it's kind of, like, graphic, but body slammed her on, like, her, her neck. And, they, that, and they she said died of a, a broken, broken neck. neck and like yeah. a spinal injury. So there's like so much information that's out that again is just heartbreaking. And you gotta kind of, like I said, it sucks because anyone can fall victim of manipulation or right. presenting themselves to be something that they're actually, actually not. But I guess we'll see as more details present themselves. Right, and like the people closest to you can be the ones that envy you the most. Right. That's scary. I think it's, I think nine times out of ten it is that. Yeah. Because the people closest to you, sometimes they've been around you since y'all were sandbox. Right. They seen you kind of come up and let's say y'all were dealt quote unquote the same hand. They're watching what you did with your hand versus what they did with their hand. It's kind of like, who does this person think they are? Right. Who does this person think they are? So, if I don't even really, like, I haven't really talked about it a lot in public because I just don't be outside like that. And also, I'm still, like, diving into the situation. Mm -hmm. But it's just really, really bizarre on so many different levels. And I keep saying air quote friends because sometimes the people closest to you can be the people who really feel a way about your evolution. And it's similar to that case in Chicago where that girl was at the hotel Mm-hmm. And she ended up in the freezer or something and died. And just nobody knows what happened. And nobody was looking for her. I'm like, this is, yeah, this is sad. And they need to find whoever did this to this young lady. But my my thoughts and prayers go out to the family because that's just, you just never expect it. Like, you're 25. Nobody expects right. that, oh, I'm going to Mexico. Like, nobody's thinking that way. So it's just, it's sad that her life had to, come short due to friends who it's just like, why are you going on a trip with me if you really feel this way about me? Like I, I don't understand that. I, I don't get that. I don't get that. People be one foot in, one foot out friendships though. Right. And it's not ever really like evident or like clear or transparent, but sometimes it takes a simple argument. Like Meek Mill um, signed the rapper years ago, Lil Snoop, and he died over like in during the car game. 
You know what I mean? From someone who was quote unquote it, it happens all the times where people be feeling however they feel. And sometimes they're looking and waiting for that run, one reason to be like, see, this is why I don't fuck with you. Right. And it's like, bro, like I just fucking moved your chair by accident. Yeah. And, like, how have you really been feeling about me all this time? Right. Right. Yeah. Well. Thoughts Ooh. and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Friends and family, Damn. everybody involved. And again, I guess we'll see as the evidence and hopefully. other things, information keeps coming out. Yeah. Hopefully justice is served with that. Um, But did you see Black Panther? I did. I did see back. I, I saw Black Panther the Thursday before, I guess, it came out officially oh, on Friday. Oh, you and saw it early. I wanted to because I, I don't trust the internet and people are always spoiling stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm like a big Marvel like, dude. I like, hate that. I love why I stay to the end of the credits on every Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. I look on YouTube for like, I go on YouTube videos for the Easter eggs, the stuff I might have missed. Like, that's how much I rock with Marvel. Okay, so you, you a real Marvel head. Okay. Yeah, I I liked it. It was it was long. I'm not gonna give any spoilers. You know, no. I'm your people, but no people had enough time to see it. You think people had? Oh yeah, they had enough time. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Uh, Sorry, sorry. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. Okay, so I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it. But it was a very long movie. Maybe I should have saw it during like the day or something because at night I was just like, okay, you're tired. I, I was getting a little tired. But okay, I did, I did like you know the storylines. There was a lot of storylines in there. Okay, which was hard to follow. So that so that's what my you said, only critique. You of wasn't the, feeling the movie. I I did like it. I did like it because I'm a fan of Marvel and Black Panther. But I just felt like at certain times it was too much going on. You know, don't kill me. But yeah, it was too much going on. So it was just like it was hard to follow, if that makes sense. Cause they kept switching between all these different storylines, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Uh it makes sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, usually like cause I'm maybe I'm comparing it too much to the first movie. You are. Yeah. Cause That's the what first it is, movie I, was I, just I, like, this is about Black Panther, this is about Wakanda, one place, you know, but this movie is like, oh, we all over the world. I think um, I think the difference. How do I put this? So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I think the difference between the first Black Panther and the second one, like you said, the the first one was very clear. Man versus man versus man. Like what we got built versus what they're trying to take. Right. And I think in the second one, it was still what we built, what they're trying to take. But it's kind of like somewhat of we're. Another another entity, we're fighting for the same thing, but I'll also turn to you if you're not on the same page as me. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. those, I think most of the movie was those two forces fighting each other. Um, but I enjoyed it, and I'm trying not to compare it to the first one because I took the second one for what it was. Mm-hmm. I feel like okay. they gave Chadwick Boseman his flowers, yeah. like rightfully so, while also trying to piece together the Marvel timeline and the phase and everything else because people wanted this. Some people said they wish it was more Chadwick celebration and different things like that, but not to sound insensitive because I love Chadwick, but Marvel is still a business. They yeah, still they like still gotta... th- their movies are bar puzzle pieces. Yeah. So they could do as much as they could rearing to the, the left or right while also creating a story to keep up the puzzle piece storyline that they had. But um, I like the graphics in it. I like the fighting scenes. Uh, this isn't really a spoiler, but I'm going to say this. The water people was whipping ass. 
They were whipping <laughs> ass. No, they was on a different level. And it's like, and they could swim too. Like they could breathe underwater. Hey, yo! No, no. But you, hey, yo! but you know what the interesting thing is? Like the interesting thing is if you think about water versus land, uh-huh. water, I think Jordan said that when we interviewed him, water was like 70% of the earth. Right. Land is like 30. So just think about that. Like they're powerful in something that is 70% of the earth. And if you right. have that much power in there, do not have me. You know what I mean? So yeah. just something. It's just something. So the to water think people about. win the movie. You got to. That's kinda, not what that's said. That's, that's messed not up, what that's said. That's exactly what happens. But whatever. So that's that. That was my my thing. It's like, it it was interesting to see. I'm happy to see. I'm I'm. I'm happy. I'm 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 happy with how they did it as far as giving Chadwick his flowers, but also continuing with the puzzle piece as far as. Right, what Marvel has story. been planning for, you know, like a long right. time. And I saw an interview with Ryan Coogler, the director, and he wanted to highlight, you know, even though that they did lose Chadwick, like you have to move on. And even when you grieve, like they highlighted that a lot in the movie, like just moving on and just honoring your ancestors. So they did a great job of that. And I was just, you know, I was a mess up in there, you know cheering up and whatnot. Oh, but yeah. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to leave it there. I don't know. It seems like you like I- teeter-totter with it because also you said it was a super long movie, but even super long movies that are great, you tuned in. Yeah, because I'm thinking like uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Those were like two hours. and So I guess since when did the last one come out? 2018? Mm-hmm. So since it's been a long time, I guess they're trying to make up for that lost time in a two-hour and 40-minute movie. And I think also trying to give, um, is her name Shuri? Shuri? The, Shuri, the, yeah. They're also trying to give Shuri an opportunity to show that she can carry a movie, which I think she right. did. Right, she did. You know she what I mean? She did that. Like she that, did. that, that role, that, they, they got a woman king that came out that showed black women getting shit done. And I think it was the same in Wakanda Forever. Show like, nah, black women can get shit done mm-hmm. as well. Like, continuing with that narrative slash reality, reality slash this is how we had to redirect after Chadwick was gone. But right. she did her thing. You know what I mean? It was just like a, a great depiction of black excellence. Well, in that on that note, uh, you got something else that you wanted to talk about, though. Oh. <laughs> so, so I heard. So I watch a lot of... I study commonalities on social media, right? Like okay. low key, people watcher. I see what people repost. I see what people tweet. I see what people complain about. And that's also the secret sauce that I have when I'm writing transparency episodes, stuff like that. No, make it be right rela- on, you be right on point. Make it very relatable. But something that I've been seeing a lot is people talking about home records, side dudes, side chicks, who's responsible, different things like that. So, I guess my question to you is... Mm, I'm ready. Oh, no. My question to you is, who do you feel as though is responsible in a situation potentially having a side dude or side chick is the... Let's say say it's a girl who has a side dude. Is the dude in a relationship responsible? Is the woman responsible? Or is the side dude responsible? Or are all parties responsible? Well, there's a lot of factors. Does the side dude know that he's the side dude? Yes. 
Let's say, let, let's let's go with that. Yes, for, he, for the sake of this yes, example, for the sake of he this knows he knows that he's, he's a, side. a side dude. Okay, and the boyfriend. Why why would the boyfriend? Why would he be at fault? I'm just asking you. I mean, in my opinion, no. I I feel like when you're in a relationship, you need to communicate what it is that you need out of that relationship. Now, if the woman communicated, because this kind of reminds me of insecure. But if the woman communicates... Don't tell me you want to say Issa was in the right. Okay, I'm, keep going. Keep going, because I'm going to get on your She ass. wasn't in the right, but she wasn't in the wrong. Okay, either. okay. You feel me? So, uh, but so, so let's let say me, an example. Wait, let me finish the, So for the example, if she communicates what she needs and he still doesn't give it, I can see how somebody could step out in that way as a woman. But... Obviously, it's the it's the girl's fault. It's the girl's fault. So you just gave me two sides. You well, say you I, get, which one? I mean, cause I've been there. You know, I've been there. So it's like I know what it feels like to not get what you want in a relationship and stay. And then there's like Prince Charming that's giving you everything else on the side, right? But. Yeah, it's it's like I don't want to say it's compl- well. It, it's wrong. It's wrong. Let me let me stop. It's wrong, but I I empathize. You, you empathize. Yes. So here's here's my approach, right? When it comes to if we're using that specific like those specific roles, it's one hundred percent. I feel like in that situation, the, uh-huh. the woman, the woman who asks because the side dude doesn't have any freaking. He doesn't owe the dude in a right. relationship anything. Yeah. Unless it's like his friend or something. That would make it weird. Well, but let's mm-hmm. say he doesn't know the dude. Right. He doesn't. He just doing his thing. Especially for me, getting him yams. He happy. But I've heard approaches, like you just said, the yeah. dude in a relationship has to take some type of accountability because he wasn't giving a woman. But that that's BS. Because if the woman in, in that scenario, if you're feeling the type of way to where you even feel like you want to get a side dude, why not just break up in a relationship? It's not always that easy to just leave, though. I mean, if you think about it, like, because I keep thinking about insecure, because it sounds just like, you know, she cheated on Lawrence. And Issa was wrong. She was wrong. He forgot her birthday, though. Hold on. So, if a dude... (laughs) So, no, because... If you've been with me for five years and you forget my birthday, and you don't have a job, and you using up all my... Having a job is that audacious that you deserve to be cheated on for not having a job? I didn't say he deserved it. I didn't say he deserved it. But you empathize because of. I empathize. And if you watch the whole series, they eventually have a conversation about it. And he acknowledges that he wasn't, you know, doing what he needed to do. But that's still. And he was able to, you know, move past. But that's forgiveness. That's forgiveness, yeah. That doesn't make the initial act. I guess. The reason why I wanted to talk about this topic is because I'm noticing on social media and different places, a lot of people talking about, you could tell when people broke up based off of like their Instagram oh, certain yeah, posts. Yeah. You can tell certain things. And I'm noticing like a lot of like this, the side conversations or side dude this, side girl that. It usually comes from people come, saying the narrative, I have a side person because I wasn't getting this in a relationship. But I think what they actually need to own up to and say is I... I haven't communicated to my highest power because I think if you want to be in a polyamorous situation or if you want to have can communicate that, you know what I mean? Don't just say, Oh, I did that because you did. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that's where it makes it that's where it makes it work because on the flip side, now let's say if it's a dude in a situation, he wrong. Okay. He has, <laughs> you see? I'm you see how it makes a difference? When I brought up the woman being having a, mm-hmm. sometimes women are like, "Okay, I I get it. I get why." But whenever a dude has a side chick, it's like, "Oh, how could he? What type of man are you?" blah blah blah. A woman always put her best foot forward, but whenever it's the woman, it's like well, I, I I get it, sis. Mm. I understand. I mean, it's like it, it's, I I would I would never say that personally. Like that. Oh, you know, it's somebody. Do you, else do you empathize fault. with a dude who gets a side chick the same way you would empathize with a woman getting a, a side dude? I don't want to lie to you. <laughs> so say say what you're gonna say. No, not really, because I feel like men and women cheat for different reasons. Tell me more. Um. Well, obviously, there's always exceptions to everything, right? But in in what and from what I have observed, women usually cheat for emotional reasons, like an unmet emotional need that they're not getting, whether that's validation or words of affirmation, whatever it is. I feel like that's why they seek out other male attention because they're not getting that from the man. Now, when it comes to men, I feel like men cheat for ego, right? To know, like, oh, dang, do I still got it? Because my girl not really, you know, my girl always yelling at me or whatever. And they're they're not going to admit, like, oh, you hurt my feelings. Can you stop talking to me like that? But they'll rather just go out and cheat so some other girl could give, you know, feed their ego, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Uh, It does. Not make sense. <laughs> Wait, I have a statement. Okay. I feel like society shapes men to cheat. Like, that's what a man is supposed to do. So that's why men do it, because society tells them this is how you should be as a man. Women don't get told that. That's the difference. Now, there's the societal pressures and angles and different things like that, but there's also the decisions that we make as adults, because influence is influence. Right. I understand was like glamorized, different things like that. Talk to a nigga who cheated before, right? Let me just be, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a bean. Like, no. Nah. Why are you mumbling? <laughs> no, nah, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. But I say all that to say it's, it, it can be ego. What, what am I getting at? The point of me bringing up this topic mm-hmm. is because, again, I feel like people may feel like they've communicated to the highest power. But there's another level of communication. I feel like when you're on the brink of cheating, even if it's at, like happening in the moment, some people say, whatever, I'm going to take some stuff to the grave. But I think on another, like karma doesn't miss a beat. So right. if you're thinking about having something or whatever on the side and it's not communicated, then I would just say like it would be a best practice to communicate before possibly right. blows up and if other people that way, get yeah. impacted because it's, it's ghetto outside. Some... STDs is going through the roof. Babies. Your babies, COVID babies. There's a lot that comes with that. That can be an expensive or whatever, just a a spiritually uh, declining decision that you can make in the heat of the moment. So I say all that to say, if you're at the brink or if you're thinking about it and you're flirting or texting somebody on the side, you might need to... There's a couple different approaches you could take. Men, if you write, if 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 it's premeditated cheat... You need to rub one out, bro. <laughs> Just rub one out and he see. He said premeditated cheat. <laughs> no, if it's a premeditated, no, because that's the thing. Some niggas cheat impulsively in the moment, like, oh shit, yo, I was in the club. But if it's a premeditated cheat, 
rub one out. If you still feel the same type of way, maybe you that ain't the relationship that you right. choose to be in. Woman, I don't know all the toys and stuff y'all use, whatever like that. I've been seeing some stuff on Twitter. I don't get, know, get like, rose. rose, rockets, uh, tulips. I don't know those <laughs> things. But maybe potentially do that or something before. Just communicate. But if maybe that's not the relationship you're supposed to be in. Right. But just know, in moments like this, sometimes you just got to go where the love is and nurture it. But don't mislead. Communicate and figure out what works best for you. Because, again, I keep seeing the same stuff on social media, whether there's a person in a relationship but reposting something. I just want to be treated right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's bloodhounds looking at posts like that, like, oh, her nigga might be going through right. it. Or dudes posting something knowing that chicks is on a bumper just waiting for them to get right. out the relationship. You know what I was thinking? It's really about the person who's, like, choosing to cheat. Like, it's really about checking in with yourself. Yeah. And understanding, well, what am I lacking? Why do I feel the urge to cheat? A lot of people don't do that. What am I lacking? What am I lacking? Or how is it? Is this the relationship for me? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because I feel like when you're in a better place mentally, I feel like you're less likely to cheat. Like, that's just my, I mean, I don't know. You tell me. You said that you. You've cheated before. Huh? Huh? What? What? Do you talk about like I'm that master cheater? <laughs> you just say you cheat. Okay, so I mean, the fuck? like see, women I'm don't gonna, cheat. I'm gonna sound toxic. I'm like, I wouldn't consider it cheating because I feel like right after it happened, I broke up with that person, so it wasn't like a continuous thing. Girl, you cheated. That that, okay. that was All right. cheating. All right, never mind. That, Never mind. If we Never talking mind. about if we talking about accountability, if we talking about mental health and checking in with ourselves. When you're doing that self evaluation, ownership, accountability has to come into play. I'm sure you use some of those same tactics with the people you communicate with about accountability. You got to drink some of that same juice and okay. understand that you've made that decision in the past. This ain't me being that good angel or bad angel on the shoulder. It's just. It is what it is. At the end of matter of fact, at the end of absolute, is what lies the truth. And you won't be able to grow or operate if you're only living in this facade or mirage that you created. So in order for me to truly become a better person, a better lover, just a better all-around friend, I had to own all the decisions I made, get to the root of it. That ego that you were talking about earlier, that definitely was a part of the sauce why I made some of the past decisions like, because, you know, dudes be trying to impress their friends or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It, it, re- it really sometimes has nothing to do with the situation. Or sometimes it could be like, like you said, maybe I just feel better over here. Something about over here just feels better. But it is what it is. We just got to all do better as a people. But while I got y'all attention and y'all listening right now, take the time to subscribe. If you haven't already to the What's Good With You podcast, take the time to follow us. Take the time to repost. Share with a friend. You could give us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out. Send in questions that you might need us to answer because when we're asking you what's good with you, we're really asking what's good with us. It's like, nah, I just made that up. They make no sense. They make no sense. But what's good with you podcast? We all over. Check us out. <laughs> Little commercial break. You know what? Another reason why people might be cheating why? or having side dues? They don't know their love languages. Love languages. You know, I actually, it's funny. You had, I actually wrote that book. <laughs> Stop. Let me I wrote it in 1987. For real? Yes. Before you was born. Yes. Got you, got you. What, 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 what are the love languages then? So since you wrote the book, there's 
honestly a bunch of love languages if we're being like for real but people talk about there's five of them i want to say there's physical touch gifts acts of service words of affirmation and um quality time quality time yes I didn't know What's about his name? this. Gary Chapman? I believe he wrote it. I think his name was Gary Chapman. Yeah, I believe so. Um, and he has a quiz online that you could take to figure out what your five love, I mean, what your love languages are, because you might not even have all five. But I really, I never knew about that until I started studying it. Did you ever take the test? Yeah, I took it. Okay. I think, well, I have an interesting theory about that. It's like from certain people, I like certain things. Okay. I don't always like the same thing from all the people that I like. Isn't that weird? That's very weird. Wait, I got so a follow-up question, though. But People you're actually interested in. like, I, It's not like people you don't like. Like, So if people you don't like give you words of affirmation, it's like, shut the hell up. I don't want to hear that from you. But if a nigga you like says it, it's like, oh, what'd you say? But you like both these guys, you don't want to hear words mm. of affirmation from both of them that you like? Mm. Or is it niggas you don't you like, know, you don't want to hear it from? I think I don't like the dudes. Yeah, that's why. Because it makes me feel like, I don't know, it's just like, get off of me. Like, it feels doing, like a violation. Right, you're doing too much. Yeah. Like, you always want to hold my hand. Yeah. You always want to, hold, like, give me a hug. And, but from the nigga like, you like, don't. it's like, mm-hmm, give me hugs, baby. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I think my thing is, I don't want to say I date ugly dudes. That's not, that's not what I'm trying to say. I, I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Like, I'm not a shallow person, but maybe I need to be more shallow so I stop wasting these dudes' time. I mean, uh, physical appearance doesn't determine characteristic traits. Right. So, what you're, uh, are, are you, I'm not going to assume, are you attaching physical appearance to personality traits? Mm, no, I don't think so. So, could it, I think that, Sometimes certain personality traits make you more attractive than just the face value. So sometimes I go more for that. But then when the when we get into these five love languages, I'll be like, uh, well, I mean, you could do this, but don't do that. Like, don't. so so could a dude, let's say, not could a dude not be uh because when you say attractive, are you saying physically? Yeah, physically. Let's say if a dude wasn't super the most attractive in your eyes, but he made you feel super good, do you feel like a part of you would still create some type of distance because he's not ideally what aesthetically you'd like him to be? I have in the past. Okay. To be honest, I have. Because I'm, you know, I'm thinking about my kids, y'all. <laughs> I'm like, dang, that sounds shallow. But yeah, I'm thinking about my kids. I don't want my kids to come out looking... You know, kind of okay. crazy. And, I, and I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm on your bumper. I just want to get to, like, the <laughs> root of it. So could a dude who, let's say, super attractive, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever, who doesn't hit all those points as far as the love languages or tailoring, tailoring their romance to you, does he have more of a chance than the dude who doesn't look as attractive in your eyes but treats you how you want to be treated? Who has a better chance? I mean, they both going to get a chance. But who has a better chance? Because do, do, do they have the same equal chance? I mean. Remember, 
Accountability. I'm I know. I'm like, I'm ownership, trying to be honest. Be Why am I in the hot seat? Is it hot in here? It's hot in here, but nah, you're not cool. in the hot seat. <laughs> it's cool. Go ahead. Answer. Um, I'm just curious because the people are listening. You I, represent it honestly, a lot of people. It honestly depends on how I'm feeling. Like, sometimes I do turn a blind eye. Like, he fine, so I got to, you know, I got to hang out with him. I got to see what's up. Even though he might not be the most entertaining or most funny guy or most kind person. Yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of that, yes. But sometimes I do, like, the logic kicks back in at points, and I'm like, Nia, come on, you know you you don't see no future with this man. Come on, stop wasting your time. Like, you know, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Can I, I was about to say, can I say something? Is this a safe space to say how I feel before we get into the? I just want to say one he's thing. He's about to say something very disrespectful. No, I'm not <laughs> going to say anything disrespectful. I just want to say when it comes to love languages and things like that, sometimes people are looking outwardly for the love languages that re- they're receiving as opposed to the ones they're embellishing within themselves. Mm. So when it comes to sometimes attracting a mate, we got to hold ourselves accountable for the ones that we choose after the information is already downloaded within us. Because it's not that you aren't aware of what you want, but sometimes you might put those things to decide out of what you feel as though you need in the moment. Right. And that's all I wanted to say. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to be like, what decisions am I making to keep having me in the same situation? And I'm no therapist. I'm just a regular guy. I wear a chef hat. I, I, I know what I'm it is that's putting me in the situation. They be fine. <laughs> That's that's the situation. Even at even at your old age, not that you old, but like <laughs> like I just think like that's like a young girl. Like oh he fine. I'm gonna like we we looking for marriage now. We looking for husbands now. Like you don't got physical appearance is the bottom of the barrel at the end of the day. Like if you're a good guy, like if you're physically beautiful but you're not a good guy, why am I wasting my time at this old ass age? That's a great question. Okay, I don't know. I'm childish. <laughs> You're like, fuck it, though. You're right. like, fuck it, though. I'm childish. <laughs> You're like, eh. No, sometimes I, I do it. go in with the right mind, and I'm like, okay, Nia, be mindful of what you're doing. I think it's it's all about being mindful. If you go into it, you know, just based on looks, and it usually blows up in my face, and I'll be like, Nia, this is your fault. Like, like this is your fault. You knew damn well you wasn't supposed to be messing with this young man, and now look. Looking at him on Instagram with his baby mama at the (laughs) baby shower. With his Burberry shirt. (laughs) Right, at the baby shower. Sheesh. But. The fucking gender reveal popping balloons. What would you say not is your love language, but what do you show to your partner? Because a lot of people will actually show what they like. Right. So what, what would you say? What's how you treat, you know. So my my love language is it it varies. I feel like I've taken the test different parts of my life, different times of my life. But the one that I think is most strongest now is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes with words of affirmation, sometimes words can be like just the, like the right amount of fuel that you need. But I've never really been a touchy touchy feely type of guy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes physical touch can be the highest thing that someone like wants, you know what I mean? So that's something that I'm working on because again, I'm not a physical type of person. You know what I mean? Like no, I, I feel really, you on that. I especially on like that. moving out west. And I think that's another like point of view that a lot of people don't understand. Okay, so I'm gonna get into it a little bit. So relocating from Jersey, mm-hmm. relocating to LA, I feel like it kind of made me like 
stone cold, like hard, like as a rock. And what I say that is because I feel like I came out here very loving, like very benevolent, like trying to just be in everybody's face who's seemingly also trying to like help me out as much as trying to help them out. But once you get your hand burnt on like a lot of different things and you be like, whoa, this person isn't what they present themselves to be. And also my family and most of my loved ones are on the other side of the coast. Mm -hmm. It kind of puts you into like this space where you kind of like, you hear people, but you kind of, all right, whatever. I'm going to see if your actions match with your words. Right. Like I got to that like very soon. And I, and I didn't know how much that, even when I was single, you feel me? I didn't know how much like that hardened me up. And I feel like I'm still somewhat like that hard as I like navigate what I navigate through my relationship. But it's just like, it's just something that, again, that I had to get to the root of like, why am I the way that I am? I'm not going to go super deep into like, well, how I saw my parents love and like that household and like past situations. That was going to be one of my other questions. No, but... no. I mean, we we could go there. Yeah, We can go there, but that's something that I noticed, like not always just love languages romantically, just like love languages how you treat friends and other people, which is like another segment because it's like if a friend's love language is like physical, like physical touch or, or do you, do you greet them with that? Cause it's not the same way with, with men. I don't know if it's like that with women, but mm. if my boy was like, my love language is physical touch. I'm like, bro, you don't get on my face. I'm not touching you. I'm not hugging you. I'm not. I mean, it. everybody's relationships differ. I don't think, do you look for a love languages when it comes to like partner or like people you may be dating? Like, do you look to say like, oh, these are my love languages. I'm getting this. I'm not getting that. Is that like something you actually think about or do you just let it be what it's going to be until red flags present themselves? Well, what I pay attention to when I'm like in love, my thing is acts of service. Like, oh, let me get you a little, I don't know, like say if, he says he likes 7-Eleven cookies or something, you know, stupid. I'm like, when he come over, it's 7-Eleven cookies over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do little stuff like that, and I'm very thoughtful. Um, and I'm always just like, acts of service, I think, is really my thing. So when I know Re- that I'm giving, starting to- Do you give what you want to receive, or do you give I, what you know they receive? <gasps> wait, what? Hold I'm on. a rapper! <laughs> He's Yo. asking, are you loving them in their love language, or are you loving them in your own? I don't think these niggas be knowing what their love language is sometimes. But do you know what their love... Because let's say those acts of service that you're giving, Mm -hmm. Deion Sanders said, like, he know, like, his wife wants to be touched on her her shoulder if she touches him on the shoulder. Like, sometimes women do things first because that's... I think think you're right then. Then I do it because that's what I want in return. Um, But not, like, not in a tit-for-tat type of way. But that's just naturally how like I unconsciously act. communicating. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I, I'm doing this because this is what I would like to receive. But right. what I get from the love language book and things like that, sometimes when you do that, it's not always received because that's not theirs. their love language. So if a person's yeah. love language, if we're going to use this realm, because I feel like there's more than five, but if we're going to use these five. If a person's love language is physical touch, but you just keep giving them gifts, 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 they're like. Shoot, my mom or dad gave me a bunch of gifts, but they never freaking sat down and talked to me. Mm. That's why it was never it, it was never registered to them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think it's the same way when it comes to like romantic relationships. It's like seeing how your partner or whoever like receives it. So that's what you actually, you know, give as opposed to what you actually want to receive. Right. Because they could be different. Right. And and when I was in grad school and we were learning about couples therapy, like this is the first thing that comes up because a lot of, you know, married couples have issues 
down the line because they don't know each other's love language. And definitely it's important to be mindful of not just showing your love language, but loving that person how they want to be loved. But you see, you keep you keep tapping into something. That's my you, third eye. You bro. keep you keep talking about parents. And I was it, do you think that your love language comes from your experiences in childhood? Yes. Without me even super deep diving, I'm gonna say yes, kinda. Who knows? But I think when you're you know, embracing your youth, you're very impressionable. So Sometimes people want things out of lack. Sometimes people want things because that's what they're used to. Right. So what I mean by what they're used to, let's say you grew up, you come from a family who gives out gifts, 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 gifts. Then you get in a relationship with somebody who's not a big gift giver, but that's how you register with love is. You're going to be like, what the fuck? Nigga? Right. Where, where you I, don't love me? Where, <laughs> my, where you get? Right. But let's say you grew up in a family that didn't really give out gifts and you felt like it was lack because maybe some of the students you're maybe dealing with, they see a bunch of people getting gifts on Christmas and stuff like that. So now it's time for you to be an adult and you're engaging in like grown relationships and your partner's not giving you gifts. They could be triggering something that you've never even communicated. Right. So I know personally within myself, I appreciate words of affirmations because there, I feel like part of my childhood where I feel like I didn't always get that from the people that I wanted it from. Mm. I got it from some people, but others where I felt like I could have gotten more from, or if they said a little more words of affirmation, I probably would have felt more charged up. Because sometimes it's not where it comes from, it's who it comes from. Right, exactly. So what do you think? Do you think it stems from childhood? I mean, yes. Okay. I, I, I I want to say it completely comes from childhood because okay. I'm thinking about, you know, social learning theory and how you learn to love somebody. You learn that from your parents. Right. Or whoever is your caregiver at a young age. Bell Hooks so, talks about that. All about love. Exactly. So if I'm looking at, so my, my parents have been married for like 29 years. I'm looking at how my dad is treating my mom, how she reacts to those things. Like I know... One of my mom's love languages is gifts because my dad stay getting her gifts and that makes her so happy and that, you know, but it didn't translate for me that way. Right. It didn't translate for me that way, but definitely the patterns that they had and how they treated each other and how they talked to each other, how they encouraged each other. I definitely look for that in a partner right. for sure, for sure. Um, I was going to ask you a qu another question. You said about the words of affirmation because that's what you lacked growing up. But from is there, certain people. From certain people. Is there anything that you grew up with that you continued to seek out in your relationships? Um, maybe I would say uh, if I was this pick two, I would say acts of service and words of affirmation. We talked about words of affirmation a lot. But when I think of acts of service, I think naturally it could be because I'm a Gemini and I'm always in my head, but I'm a problem solver. Mm. So when I think of acts of service, whether that's a flat tire, whether that's something that needs to be painted, whether I'm going to do the paint or get someone to do it or vice versa, I think that's also why that's such a high love language of mine because I also like acts of service because I feel like as a person who naturally requests help 
I like it when I get it. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think that's like an unspoken love language of mine because that's something that I also feel like I dish out to others all the time. Like there's been times when I didn't have it financially, but if I did have something and I gave it, cool. There's been times where I've helped people. Even recently this past week, I have friends who have um, an improv group called a, a Tribe Called Melanin. And the day of, literally hours before their event, they're like, yo, Beans, do you know photographer, videographer, anything like that? I was like, I'll see. But when he's that, ours just canceled last minute, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yo, fuck it, I'll pull up. Literally drove to the valley and just took pictures and recorded. Because wow. if I call you my friend, I'm only giving out the type of friendship that I also like to receive right. in return. So that's where love languages get tricky because sometimes we give what we want to get in return, but sometimes giving isn't always being read. And it doesn't make that person wrong for not reading it. Sometimes other love languages might just hit a little harder. Right. Yeah. And I would say for <clears> me, <throat> growing up, the love languages that I feel like I developed definitely... want to say gifts i would say it's more quality time okay like i feel like growing up my dad spent a lot of quality time with me and my brother like he used to take us to the movies almost every weekend or take us to blockbuster every weekend watch the movies with us you know talk to us so now like when i go on a date and i go to the movies that's like really special to me (laughs) You I'm just like, randomly start crying crazy. and the dude like, yo, what's wrong with you? I'm, I'm, I'm out of like, here. You want to take me to the movies? Really? That's my love language is movies. So, yeah, I would say that's one of them. And the one that I feel that I lacked growing up, hmm, I would say words of affirmation and physical touch. Because even now, the people that I love or like, friends romantic i'm not really a hugger i'm not really a touchy-feely type of person i'll be like i'm hot like can you back up i'm sorry like i like you but you you need to give me my personal space so those are the ones that i feel that i lack growing up but it's still like i don't i don't yearn for it right i don't yearn for it yearn for it feel like you freaking need it and then people if y'all haven't taken the test it's not mandatory but if you want a deeper dive on possibilities of what your love languages can be there's a website don't know it off top but if you google five love languages test i'm sure it will pop up so if you care to do that and did you also know that there was something called um languages of apology what so there's five love languages but the same like compartment the same people created something called like either languages of apology or something so there's different ways that people like to receive apologies as well some people like apologies like I'm sorry, it will never happen again. Other people's like, I'm sorry, it will never happen again, and here's a carrot. Some people like don't want no words, they just want actions. actions. So me. there's like, I want to say like four or five different ways that people also like receive an apology, mm-hmm. and that I think is another impactful thing to know because that can help you in your relationships romantically, that can help you in friendships, family members, because people like receiving apologies different. Me, mm-hmm. you could just... Say you could apologize with words and action. Right. Some people they don't need no words; they just need action. You know what I mean? So yeah. like that's another little nugget. I have a question. So real quick, sorry. The website's fivelovelanguages.com, and you can also take the apology language test on that website as well. And okay. the, it's the number five, not the you don't write a five va fivelovelanguages.com. See what I mean? I don't just be saying stuff. Like, I, I know, I know you know your stuff, but I got a two parter. So in 
relationships and even like family, right? How do you go about communicating your love languages? And if you communicate it and they still don't do it, what does that mean for you? Um, I think with family, it's different. Uh, being that I'm like really like an adult. Like when I say really an adult, I'm re- like completely independent. Mm-hmm. Like I, I appreciate support and different things like that, but things are still going to run and operate like regardless type thing. So when it comes to family, I think there's a lot more grace. Like, and just kind of take it from there. I don't think I've ever communicated my love languages to my family. It's not saying people shouldn't, but me personally, I just kind of take my family as they are, make decisions, however they respond and receive it. Cool, maybe there's a deeper dive to why I do that. But I think outside of that, whether that's friendships, me and my boys have, like my my core friends, we've been solid since day one. We kind of know how to handle each other without Mm -hmm. it even being like, communicated but even in my relationship it's like i certain things never really had to be communicated i think at the beginning stages the reason why a lot of people are divorcing or breaking up and things like that is how do they start and sometimes you can just kind of go into things googly-eyed without really communicating negotiables and non-negotiables right because at the end of the day there's certain things that is communicated like yo if this doesn't happen not like giving you an ultimatum but if this doesn't happen, it's like, are we even on the same page? You know what I mean? So, but yeah, if certain things, I think you everything is situational. Because again, like if my love language is words of affirmation, but some of my boys don't ever give me that, we could still be boys, but I know which boys are more long-winded. So it's like levels to it. Yeah. It's tears to it. Yeah. But you still didn't answer my question. Now, what if that person is not giving you what you need in the relationship, in the okay. specifically romantic relationship, what are the next steps for you personally? For me personally, I think if it got to that point, I think the, a decision would have to be made because mm-hmm. to me, like, relationships shouldn't feel like jobs. It shouldn't feel like, you know, something that's like tug of war, mm-hmm. something that's like taken away from you. So if I ever felt like something was being like taken away from me, then I think that's when a decision would have to be made. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like I was probably in that situation in the past, but I'm not currently in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What would you do if you was in that situation, though, if you felt like... Hmm. Now, I, I feel like I'm a different person, but I'm only going off of the relationship, my, my most recent or most past relationship, whatever. So I had communicated what I needed. I knew what I was... And not to cut you off, but it's this... The relationship where you cheated in? We don't we don't need timelines. Well, well, well I get where I get why you're asking. No, that. no, I get why you're asking okay. that. I get why you're asking that. I'll just say yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, okay, it was that one. Um, but I had communicated several times. Okay, that w- what I needed. I think what I needed at that time was like quality time. Like I felt like. I was putting so much into the relationship and making efforts to, you know, spend time with him. And he wasn't really reciprocating that at all. And I, you know, repeated it several times. And, oh, okay, okay, Nia, I, I hear you, I hear you. You know what I'm saying? But no action behind it. Right. So I think, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of what pushed me to Cheat. That's yeah. what pushed you to that's, cheat. It did. It did because I was afraid to leave, 
because I had gotten comfortable. Ah. Uh. I was afraid to leave because I had gotten comfortable. But then there's this other person who's literally, was it like that 80-20 rule or whatever? Like they got that 20% and it's uh. looking real shiny, looking like a brand new car. Dang. And and I I went over to that. But I mean, obviously, none of those things lasted. But yeah, I communicated what my love language my love language was at that time over and over. And I guess that goes back to a decision needs to be made. I didn't make a decision. Right. I just let it rock because I'm thinking, oh, he'll change later or he'll come around. Let me give him some time. But it's like, damn, how much time do you freaking need? <laughs> All right. And I think also, like, when it comes to past decisions that we've made, we got to give ourselves grace for things that we didn't know. Sometimes you got to burn your hand to know that the fire is hot. Right. So like, if it wasn't for past decisions that I made, I wouldn't have known the potential impact of them. But also, I'm, I've am i come up with a little theory. And I think that we're always in this constant cycle of karma, whether that's good karma or bad karma, based off of decisions that we make. And decisions, I even think karma is attached to, like, our parents. I'm going to get a little deeper. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, so, I'm like, what you trying to say? Because... Who do I need to point? I need to point the finger at myself. No, 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 or no, my no. Parents. <laughs> no, no. I'm. Not, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a finger pointing thing. About. Mm-hmm. I think we respond to every situation based off of the experiences that we have, and when something presents itself, whether it is that shiny object, that eighty twenty, that we're always constantly at crossroads in whatever decision we make. I feel like it's intentionally put there for us to learn from it, based off of decisions that we make previous decisions that we mm. make and decisions that like our, our parents make. Cause I feel like it's all interconnected. I come from teen parents and I think for a while I kind of was in a place where I was like trying to understand like why I didn't have the connection that I feel like I always desired. Now as an adult, I couldn't imagine having a freaking teenager right now. You know what I mean? Mm. So sometimes you don't know what you know, but we're always learning and, and failing ourselves forward. And I tie all that back into like love languages and things like that and trying to understand people, even to the point where you feel like why you started this podcast, trying to get into a male's mind, trying to get into why we do certain things that we do. But I feel like, again, this could be my theory that people could have already said this. I feel like life is a constant, a constant uh, experience of how we respond to things that we have no control of. Mm. We can only respond. We have control how we respond, but. We don't always have control of the things that present themselves to us. Even if it is manipulation going into a relationship, you can have two people who have pure hearts. You can have one person who has a pure heart, another person who kind of like, I just like this person for the things they give me. Mm. I like this person out of convenience. I like this person because it's a cover up because of whatever. Not trying to sound petty or anything like that. I get what you're saying. That podcast is coming on Monday. (laughs) But it's like, like I'm, I'm, I'm like, that's how I think about it. I'm just... Can I ask you something because... Ask away. I'm an open book. People are asking me a lot about you. What? what? And they want to know more about your childhood. Because you... you, 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 When you talk on this podcast... When you talk on this podcast, you say certain things, but you don't really go in depth with how you grew up. I mean, if y'all want me to be honorable... If they want me to be honorable... 
I do. I mean, I'm, how much more time? We we got time for your vulnerability. Yeah, how much time? What time we got? We're at an hour. You got as much as you got. Oh, Go for wow. it. Keep going. Okay, but this is this is the people want to know about my want, childhood. Yes, and I want to interview you about. See, see, you're you're my you're my client. <sighs> okay, I wish I had the freaking long chair to kick my. So feet you up. said that you grew up with teen teen parents. Teen parents. My mom was. Fit? and my dad was 16 I want to say or both was 15 it's like that type of teen parent wow okay and so what did you feel like you desired as a child that you didn't get because of that so um when I think about my childhood uh and the things that I feel like I may have lacked um I feel like I was a very you know when people talk about Gemini's, like I feel like I'm like the blueprint of what a real Gemini is for mm-hmm. real. Like the multiple personalities, always bouncing, full of energy, different things like that. Um, and I feel like when you grow up with teen parents, at time it truly is a reflection that it takes a village to raise a child because I have the influence of my aunts, uh, my my older cousins, my grandmoms when I was going to after school programs and things like that. But I feel like me and my parents never really had the time to really get to know each other, like really get to know each other because they were both doing things to make sure that I had clothes on my back, Mm. food. You know what I mean? So it's like a lot of times I feel like kids can say whatever about their parents, but they don't know what their parents went through or sacrificed just to make sure there's a lot of things behind the scenes. So that's what I, I think about. And I think, I would probably feel some type of way if I didn't already have a conversation with my parents recently. When I say recently, I mean like 2019, living out here when I was already in isolation prior to the pandemic quarantine, I sat with myself. And when I got to some of the most trauma triggering parts of my childhood, I gave them both a call. And I think I was just like, yo, mom, I feel like, you know, like we need to have a conversation. I feel like we don't have the relationship that I feel like we could have based off of you know, when I was a child and how things, you know what I mean? So at first it's emotional, but it's like, like there's no malice in my heart. Let's come to mm. more of an understanding. And when it comes to my dad, that same type of conversation, but you can always control how a person responds to you being vulnerable because sometimes parents take that as offensive. Well, oh, yeah. You think, you, you talking about this, you know what I went to, what you went through. But it's like, I'm not coming from a place that I just want to communicate to kind of get this off of my chest. But I'm not oblivious to knowing that I came from love from both of my parents. I'm not oblivious to knowing that they both put their best foot forward. But a lot of times you got to understand that your parents are most likely repeating to how they were treated by their parents mm-hmm. or their society. We're, we're in a generation where information is easily accessible on our iPhones. So we could Google certain things, express certain things. But we got to also understand that our parents and things like that, they have smartphones, they have certain things, they have right. beepers and stuff like that. Mental health wasn't as wasn't prevalent. It, it wasn't even a thing, It was honestly. not a thing in the black community It wasn't all. a thing. Like, oh, you crying? You better suck it up before I give you something to cry for. Exactly. And, like, things like that. So I'm just, I'm a lot understanding, very grateful that I, you know what I mean? Because we could talk about the possibility of abortions or different things. Being teen parents with teen parents got to make that decision. Right. But I'm just like, when it comes to, I guess, my upbringing and the makeup that makes Chef Beans or Quan Bevins Jr., second of his name, Game of Thrones nerd. But what makes me me is the simple fact that, again, like I'm a reflection of it takes a village. 
and I'm a reflection of knowing that I have everything that I need to accomplish anything. So moving to L.A., um, certain things that people would complain about, I'm like, yo, I'm from a place that doesn't have any of this. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all complaining about this, this, that. Oh, what you look like taking public transportation? Uh, me getting the fuck to where I need to get to? Right. It's like certain things like that that I'm just like, I'm, I'm super grateful for my upbringing because I feel like I just, I'm able to see through past people and people can't easily get over on me because of me coming from sharp-witted, brilliant parents in, like, a family. I don't know if that answered your question. That definitely answered my question. Or whoever been asked. I don't know if people really been asking you that or has that no, been No, somebody question? really asked me that because a lot of people grow up with young parents. Right. I, I didn't have that experience, but a lot of people do have that experience. And I think the biggest thing you said is you acknowledge where the trauma was, but you're not going to hold malice in your heart. And a part of growing up is learning that your parents are human. Right. They're not they're not these superheroes. Right. They're human. They make mistakes. They, you know, they learn from their mistakes, but there's no there's no rule book on how to raise kids, especially if you 15 with a kid like right. you're you're learning as you go. Right. So you you have to learn to forgive your parents sometimes because the resources wasn't there right. for them to learn, for them to know that this was going to affect you up until your adulthood. They didn't They right. didn't study psychology, yeah. you know? Not, this isn't everybody's situation, but even right. just me knowing my situation is like knowing, looking back at it, at moments where I probably read the room as a kid. Reading the room as a kid and reading the room as an adult are two different things. So as a kid, I could have read the room like, dang, like that weekend almost, I only spent, let's say, Three hours or two hours, because I mainly, I guess, when I was like in like K, K, like kindergarten to like elementary, lived with like my grandmom, and then I lived with like my dad and my stepmom, who's also my mom. I'm just using that as like, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. from like to like high school. But my mom also was like very like I saw my mom on weekends and things like that. But I say all that to say, as a kid, I could have read something like, oh wow, I only spent let's say five hours or whatever a day with my. I wish I would have spent a whole week. But not knowing if that was one day, if I wasn't living with my dad at that time, maybe those other days he was working to make sure that, and the same with my mom. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like as an adult, reading that room and just being super grateful. It's super grateful for all hands on deck because I think sometimes that makes a very brilliant kid with all hands on deck. I get a little bit of this part of my dad, a little bit of that of my mom, a little bit of that of my grandma, my aunts, my cousins, and that's that's. That's what it is. And just being like, or practicing and embellishing grace. Because just as you want to receive grace as an adult for decisions, you're like, oh, shit, I can't believe I did that. I'm sorry. You also got to extend that olive branch or that branch or whatever, that tree stump, tree to your parents as well. Right, right. And and I just want to, you know, go to a conclusion after that. Because it was just so beautifully put. And I'm glad that you are opening up a little bit more on the show. Because I'm, you know, I'm always opening up. I'm telling my whole nah. life story. But I like to hear your side, and I think the people want to know a little bit more about you. A so l- a little bit thank more you about for yeah, a little, a little. sharing that. Um, do you have any announcements or anything that you want the people to know? Yes, yes. What I would like for y'all to know is that, again, got these Be Intentional sweatsuits coming out. If y'all want to get a little cozy, grab them, Jones, because the Be Intentional beanies also are 
available. Um, by the time y'all hear this, Transparency Chapter 4 screening probably would have already happened because it's on the 27th. If you didn't go to the last one, hopefully you can make it to this next one because shit is up. And then also screening coming December 11th in Philly University of Arts. Yeah, we going domestic as well as international soon, so stay tuned because this is the beginning of beautiful thing not too many announcements already talked about subscribing liking comment sharing yes all those things was good with you podcast where we focus on mental health and help you tap in with yourself this is not just a podcast these are not just conversations these are reflections of human situations that i'm sure we all can connect to and just make sure that you're not only connecting with others you're also connecting with yourself check in with yourself yes do you have any announcements yes Kid Onyx is doing great. Um, stop by Malik Books and purchase you some Kings and Queens emotion cards because we are in Malik Books. And I do I am working on a pretty big deal. But I, I don't want to say too much yet until it's finalized, but I'm working on something and y'all gonna see the cards in a lot of places. That's, that's all I, that's all I'm gonna say. That's um, so yeah, support that. Um Subscribe to our YouTube page. We're going to have more videos up. And also, patrons, like, where y'all at? I know y'all out there. I know y'all out there. I'm ready. I'm ready to go full throttle with the Patreon. We just need you. We just need you. And I know y'all tired of hearing me say this, but the merch is coming. This week, I'm really about to buckle down, and I'm going to get it together, okay? I got the week off. I'm going to get it together. We're going to get this merch out to you so you could be nice and cozy, you know, for Christmas. Everybody get, you know, everybody get one for the holidays. I know y'all going to need gifts for the kids and all that. We're we going to hook the whole family up, okay? Um, Yeah, that's it. And go ahead. And I just want to say, if y'all have any comments or anything, questions y'all want us to tackle, answer, something that you're just going through mentally, internally, it could be silly, it can be serious. Tap in, send that, send that email, that DM, that comment, and we're gonna start inserting, you know, question and answer like aspects of it, us breaking it down, just taking it from there. But don't be shy to leave a comment or a question or anything. Thank you. And this has been another episode of What's Good with You. We are out.